Welcome to Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle, a branded podcast from Worthy. I'm Audrey, and I'm your host. Spoil me with loyalty. I can finance myself. We had to open this episode with one of our favorite quotes we share on Instagram because there is something so empowering about being able to take full financial responsibility for yourself. We almost went with another favorite quote, a man is not a financial plan, but that is one of the many pearls of financial wisdom Lori Itkin will leave you with in this episode. If you're already feeling overwhelmed at just the prospect of money talk, please don't worry. Lori is the financial fairy godmother every divorcee needs as she embraces her fresh start. She shares so many materials to help ease you into becoming the wealth warrior you were meant to be, and we've even got a major discount on her online course, so make sure that you stay tuned for the code. Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle is a weekly podcast, so subscribe to keep up with new episodes we're curating to help empower and uplift you as you embrace your fresh start. This podcast is for you, so reach out to us at podcastatworthy.com to let us know what you think and what you want to hear. You can also get more at worthy.com slash podcast. We're going to take a quick break and then we will be right back with Lori. When you sell a piece of jewelry, you can't control how much it's worth, but you can make sure that you're selling smart with a team of experts and advocates behind you at Worthy. Your engagement ring can be a financial asset that allows you to embrace a new and fulfilling life after divorce. Let us help you get the best deal possible for the jewelry you've outgrown. Go to worthy.com slash podcast to learn more. We are very lucky to be joined by one of the smartest women who is talking about finances after divorce, Lori Itkin. She is a financial advisor and a certified divorced financial analyst. She is the author of the Amazon bestseller, Every Woman Should Know Her Options, and that is why they call her the Option Lady. And she is your most valuable resource as you figure out your finances after divorce. And that's exactly what we are talking about today. So Lori, welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to be here, Audrey. Thank you. We really are so happy to have you. I think finances, it's one of the most overwhelming topics and you do such a wonderful job of making it approachable and manageable and helping women feel like it's something that they can tackle. And I am so excited that we get to have you on an episode of our podcast. So thank you so much for joining us. All right, let's get started. Here we go. So I want to hear a little bit about how you got into your line of work and where the options lady comes from. Well, great. Well, I'll try to make this story short, but I think it's really important for for listeners to understand where I came from and why I'm so passionate about financial literacy for women. As many of us, uh, you know, we were children of divorce and my mother was divorced twice, married three times. And had she not died at the age of 67, uh, unexpectedly, unfortunately, I have no doubt that she would have run out of money. She literally would have outlived her money. Mm -hmm. And when I was growing up, it was very hard. She was a teacher and she worked. But between her marriages, you know, she was a, a young woman. She wanted to date. It was really important for her to have a man in her life. 
you know, in those days, you really weren't considered a complete woman unless you had a husband and a family. And I know things have changed. And a lot of us women are totally independent now. But that was what she felt was important. Different time. Different times. And unfortunately, even though she worked, she always spent more than she had. Mm-hmm. My grandfather, her father, subsidized her. He gave her an allowance literally until the day wow. he died. Yeah, that's when her allowance stopped. And I just grew up thinking, I have to be totally independent, emotionally independent, and financially independent. And my story begins when I was 24 years old. Uh, I talk about this in the first chapter of my book, Every Woman Should Know Her Options. I was 24 years old. I had already been laid off twice. Wow. And I like couldn't make my rent. And I was so ashamed and so scared. And I had to ask my grandfather to help pay my rent for a couple of months until I got a new job, which I got. When I was 24, my grandmother on my father's side, they were poor. She died and she left me this huge inheritance. Guess how much money it was? I know how much money it was because it's one of my favorite stories, but tell us. (laughs) $1,600. And what would most women want to spend a $1,600 windfall on? Shoes. That's exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to buy (laughs) shoes. If I had money left over from the shoes, I'd wanted to buy clothes. Yes. But I knew I had to have this money be a, you know, a seed money for my future. I knew that I had to do with something with this money so it would grow. So long story short, I decided not to spend a dime of it on anything, but instead make my first stock investment. And I bought my first stock and over the months and years, as I grew more in my career and I made more money, I was able to buy more stocks and more stocks and more stocks. And the whole point is I always tell women, if investing sounds overwhelming, just do it with small amounts of money. That's what I did. I started at age 24 with $1,600 and through adding to that living below my means, and also maxing out retirement plans at work. By the time I was 40, I had a million dollars in assets. Can you believe that? I mean, a million dollars, and you started with 1600 I did. It's not that simple, though, because the most important thing anyone needs to do is live below her means, Mm -hmm. meaning that she will spend less than what she earns. And if you spend less than what you earn, you have money at the end of the month to put in savings, to pay down credit card, or to put in your retirement plan or a brokerage account. And I did all that. Well, I think for a lot of people, this can still feel overwhelming, even though we have started to break it down. And one of the things that you mentioned in this story, when you were talking about your mom and you were talking about this kind of almost like a fear that, you know, you didn't want to be in that kind of position and you had to take care of yourself. And there's a lot of anxiety in that feeling. And it's something I think a lot of us can relate to. And One of the things that we have done together is this quiz that we put out a few months ago. Some of our listeners might remember we did a Wealth Warriors quiz. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what this quiz was? 
Yes, it was a partnership between Worthy and the Options Lady, and we have other partners involved too, uh, now including the Association of Divorce Financial Professionals, mm-hmm. of which I'm a member. First of all, the participation was incredible. I mean, yeah. I think we had almost 1,800 right. women. And these were folks who, you know, were in the Worthy social media followers, or they subscribed to the newsletter, or they were Worthy customers. And we wanted to find out what are your feelings and experiences with money all throughout the stage of marriage and divorce. So we asked women who were contemplating divorce, those who were going through a divorce, and those that were already divorced, how they dealt with money during their marriages. And the statistics were incredibly thought-provoking. They were. It was, I mean, it was really great. We had almost 1,800 people respond and we learned so much, but the quiz also doubled as a sweepstakes and every person who took the quiz was entered to win and the prize was $1,000 in cash and a consultation with you, Lori. (laughs) Yes. So we got really lucky. Obviously, it's a sweepstakes. The random winner is who she's going to be. And it was this wonderful woman named Maggie from California. And she had actually sold her ring with Worthy previously. And she wrote to us about how in her marriage, she was not really involved in the finances. And selling her ring with Worthy kind of gave her the opportunity to embrace her fresh start and take control of her finances in a way that she hadn't before. And that taking the quiz was like a really nice baby step into all of this. And since she's, you know, had this relationship with you and we had all of these different materials that we made available. So this is just one example of one of the fun side parts of this quiz that we had. Yeah. You know, two things I want to mention about that with Maggie. I've started working with Maggie. We had our first meeting via Skype already. And her major concern was transitioning financially from married life to single life. Her husband made more money than she did, Uh uh, but she did. She worked. And in fact, now that she's single, she's received a promotion. And she was just trying to figure out with my help how she can get a a handle on what she spends every month, what her priorities are for spending her money, and how she can make sure that she will save some money at the end of every month to put in her employer's retirement account, her 401k, and uh, just to save and grow her money through investing. And it's been terrific. That really is terrific. I mean, when we first found her and met her, she she was feeling like totally overwhelmed and now she's like on her way and good for her. Congratulations on the promotion, Maggie. <laughs> and let's talk about how she sold her ring. I right. mean, let's talk about this. I think what Worthy does is incredible and that's why I'm a contributing writer. By the way, if you haven't visited the blog, you, you must do so. We have such a variety of experts and stories on there. We We talk about everything. Yeah. And what you're doing with the podcast is great. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You bring these authors to life through the podcast. Yeah. Well, we know how busy the worthy women are and, and we do try to provide a full look at what 
your new life is going to be like after divorce and we want to help surround you with positive influences. And when it comes to finance, that's you, Lori. <laughs> but you're right about the ring. I mean, that's that's kind of how we ended up here. You know, your your engagement ring is a financial asset. And for a lot of people, it's the piece that they need to to pay their legal fees or to start a business, get their kids tuition paid, whatever it is. We can help provide that solution to help you get your feet back on the ground. But there's so much more besides your ring that we want to provide for you, like some of these tips. So I want to talk about some of the results that we got from this quiz that people took. And and I pulled five things that I, I want to talk about. So I'll just read through them. And when you have something to say, you stop me. Okay, Lori? Okay. All right. So the first thing that we were really surprised about was we found that one in five women left the control of money to their husbands while married. Did that surprise you? It certainly did in this day and age. It really did. Now, a one in five may not seem like a lot because four and five are obviously are on the other side. But when you look at and you think of all the women you know in your life, you can go into a room, you, you, you go to a party, you look at all these women of all different ages, and you look and you think one out of five of these women that I'm looking at have no idea what their financial situation they are is. They are totally entrusting their husbands to make all these decisions. And you know what I find coming into my office is when these women do get divorced, they have no idea what they have. Right. They have no idea what they're going to need. They have no idea. They can't even negotiate for themselves. because they, They've been in the dark. How do we let ourselves get in this way with money? We know about our bodies. We know about our children. Yet some of us don't know anything about our money. And this may work briefly while you're married, but if you're ever going to be single, if you become a, a widow, if you get divorced, right. this is incredibly dangerous to be surprised and know nothing. Right. You know, I really want to emphasize here because female empowerment is so important to us. The, this statistic doesn't reflect that women are not as good at dealing with money as men do. It's just something in our society that allows women to think, he'll take care of this. It's not for me to do. And so then, you know, these women who took the quiz and they're either in the midst of divorce or, or following their divorce, if they feel completely lost, it's not because they don't have the capabilities to handle this. It's just because they, at some point, made the decision to hand it over to someone else. And husbands are not better equipped to make these decisions than women are. That's a great point. So a lot of women just assume for some reason the husband will be better at this. And that's just not the case. Right. We are all capable, you know, regardless of our gender of, of being brilliant in anything we want. So the next point that I pulled, I think really drives that home. This really shocked me. 46% of the women who took this quiz said that there was something in their financial discovery during their divorce proceedings that surprised them. Like they uncovered something they didn't know about. So it's not just that they had handed it over to someone, but there was like some terrible surprise waiting for them that, it, you know, the husband was dealing with it, but he wasn't maybe dealing with it in the best way possible. Often they're both surprised. Both spouses yeah. are surprised. That may not seem to make sense. I, again, I see this all the time. One of my roles as a, a CDFA, a certified divorce financial analyst, 
is I help women and men, but mostly women going through this process when they're contemplating divorce, when they're going through the divorce and after the divorce. And you've had Erin Levine uh, with Hello Divorce on the podcast. She's an attorney in California, and she explained that when you get divorced, both spouses have to disclose all their assets and debts and their income and expenses. Right. You'd be shocked how few people know what those things are. Wow. They just, they don't know. They don't know how much credit card debt they have. They have, don't really know how much is left on their student loans. They have no idea how much is left on their uh, mortgage. Um, They may have no idea what they spend every month. And so when you go through divorce, it is a crash course in personal finance. And I'd rather people not be surprised because that adds to the anxiety of divorce. Yeah. And if you're listening and you're starting to feel a little bit anxious right now, I just want to say that I am too. (laughs) That this idea (laughs) that like there's so much that we need to know about and it's almost like when you get divorced, the legal process is so overwhelming and you hire a lawyer. And that's what Lori can be for your money. It's the same thing. Like if you're overwhelmed, it's okay. We have so many materials that we're going to make available for you on worthy.com slash podcast. You're going to you're gonna be able to find all the answers to any questions that are coming up. So take a deep breath. There's still more to talk about, but this is stuff you can handle, I promise. <laughs> okay, but 46% of people, I mean, that that's such, that's almost half. Right, right. And and you wonder what, you know, what financial surprises uh, there are. Yeah. You know, a lot of times spouses will assume that the other the other spouse has been making a contribution to the retirement plan and they may be totally just devastated to see how little money is in the retirement wow. accounts or maybe not only do they have a mortgage on the house maybe they also have a home equity line of credit some people call that a second mortgage and that they what what happens is that The other thing that happens is a lot of women assume if they get divorced and if they are homeowners, of course, a lot of people rent, but let's say there is a marital home, Uh a lot of women assume they'll just be able to keep the house. And the big surprise is you can't unless you can refinance that mortgage in your own name. And a lot of the women can't qualify because they've stayed out of the workforce to raise children or they make less than their husbands or they're not going to receive enough child or spousal support in the future to help make those mortgage payments. That's one of the huge surprises. Wow. So, okay, I'm going to combine the two next ones because I think this this really relates to what we're talking about. So we asked people what their number one fear was. The most frequent answer was living on one income. And the second most common answer was the cost of divorce. And one of the things that we found was that saving for retirement was not something that was really on anybody's radar, no matter where they were in the divorce process. Well, that's like all Americans, divorced (laughs) or not, very few people have on their radar saving for retirement. So that doesn't surprise me. But let's talk about the first two. Uh Maggie, we talked about earlier, was a perfect example of her fear of living on one income. Right. And that doesn't need to be overwhelming. That just means that we've got to sit down. Uh, There are many online tools like mint.com that help you budget, but sometimes it's helpful to have a friend or a professional sit with you and budget and just look at, 
if you only have one income, you've got to look at how much you're earning through work, maybe how much you might be getting through child and spousal support, which is also called alimony or maintenance, but realizing that doesn't continue forever. And maybe this is a time that you have to think about, how am I going to earn more money? Can I change jobs? Can I get a raise? Can I pick up a side gig? If your fear of living on one income is valid, then you have two choices. You either increase your income or you reduce your expenses. There's no other way to do it. Right. So we have a bunch of solutions to a lot of these concerns in your guide to financial planning after divorce. So we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and we are going to start solving some of these overwhelming problems with Lori at Kid. We'll be right back. Moving past divorce is hard enough without your old engagement ring staring you in the eye every time you open your jewelry box. Worthy provides the smart solution for women looking to safely elevate their rings from dusty relics of hard times to financial assets to help you embrace your fresh start. Worthy covers the cost of insurance, shipping, grading, and more. So if you're going to sell, sell smart with Worthy. Go to worthy.com slash podcast to get started. We're ready when you are. We are back with Lori Atkin. And Lori, before we talk about what kinds of services you offer, I want you to talk a little bit about the cost of divorce and what people should know about that. Well, as we found in our survey, many women are concerned about the cost of divorce or they're surprised at the cost of divorce. I find that so many women, the first thing they think of is, I need an attorney and I need an attorney with big guns because my husband's a narcissist or my husband's this or my husband's that. Right. Well, depending on where you live, that attorney can be anywhere from $200 an hour to $800 an hour. All right. Yes. And there's even outliers from that. And where I live in in Southern California, uh, you know, typically you're going to be looking at between 350 and 450 an hour. Wow. So what I suggest is you may want to consider mediation, Mm -hmm. which is where you and your spouse could have attorneys that consult with you every now and then when you need some legal strategy or legal advice, but you are meeting with one neutral mediator and the three of you are going to sit down and hammer out issues and then the mediator will most often draft your settlement agreement or separation agreement. I mean, this is a much lower cost option than having two attorneys sending documents back and forth. And another way really to cut down on the price is using the services of a CDFA, a certified divorce financial analyst. I have colleagues throughout the country, and I think it's important. You don't need somebody that's necessarily local to you, but I would encourage that you choose a CDFA that is in your state. So for instance, I live in San Diego, but a lot of my clients are in San Francisco. That's fine. You just want to make sure that your CDFA is familiar with your state's laws. Right. And then what we do for, you know, either half or a third of the price of an attorney, because we we usually cost less than an attorney, is we help you go through all your financials and help you determine what is important to you. What do you want your future to look like financially? And once you know what you have, how things might be split, and what you want in the future, you can negotiate for what you want 
I mean, then there's less arguing back and forth. And that's how we really help. We help you reduce your financial anxiety and we help you save money in the divorce process. I cannot overstate this. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like that strategy really puts you in total control and especially at a time when it feels like you're just not in control of so much that's going on. It just seems like that's a really great way to position yourself for what can be a really difficult experience. So that's really great Absolutely. advice. And you may need a therapist as well for you or your children as you're yeah. going through this process. And I, I highly recommend that too. You just know that you are going to be managing maybe one, two, or three professionals, and just be smart about your budget for the divorce. Right, because that is a serious budget. <laughs> yes, it can be. Okay, so let's get to the Woman's Guide to Financial Independence After Divorce. Tell us a little bit about what this is, where people can find it. Give us the intro. Okay, so I created this online course because... I can't service everybody. And a lot of people want to go at their own pace with learning. Right. And so I needed to have an online option. So my course is about three to four hours of content. If you do some of the exercises, it may take you longer. But what I wanted to do is I thought, what are the three most important things after you get divorced? So the course is really good for women who are recently divorced, maybe within the past two years, uh -huh. or they're going through a divorce. And I, I have three major lessons. The first is secure what's yours and protect what you have. And that means that, and Aaron talked about this, after your, you get your divorce decree or your marital uh, settlement or separation agreement is signed, there are things you need to do. You, you want to make sure that when you die – your money doesn't necessarily go to your ex-husband. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe if you want it to, you want to change your beneficiaries. Also, when assets are divided in divorce, these accounts won't move themselves. You are going to need to work with the financial institution and make sure that if you were awarded half your husband's retirement account, you take the steps necessary and all the paperwork to get that done. Wow. Do you find that, that that it happens a lot, that people don't know how to follow through with that? Absolutely. Wow, Absolutely. What a nightmare. And it is. And you can people don't read their settlement agreements. Uh -huh. uh, you need to do that. And so people will leave this for years at a time. I mean, it's really sad. And I just want to help women get their money working for them as soon as possible. Yes. So that's my first lesson. The second lesson is pay your bills and pay yourself. And what I mean by that is I, I teach you how to construct a budget using free online tools. We have so much that's online that's free, like right. mint.com is my favorite. Uh -huh. Or you can go to your, if you put a lot of your spending on plastic, like a debit card or a credit card, your financial institution should have uh, year-end summaries grouping right. what you spend so you understand what you spend. And what I'm talking about, pay yourself. You don't want to just have enough money to pay your bills. And at the end of the day, be zero. You certainly don't want to have to put it on credit cards because then you're paying interest to somebody else. You want to find room in your budget to be putting just a little bit away for your 
future savings and your current investing and your retirement accounts because that's how you grow your money. Remember, I go back to my story. I started investing with $1,600 and then I had a million dollars because every month or so I saved a little money and put it towards my future. Right. So that's lesson two. And then finally, lesson three is invest your money now to create financial abundance later. And this goes back to this piece you were talking about women outliving their money, right? That's right. That's right. That's exactly right. And so people are overwhelmed by how do I invest? How do I do that? I walk you through. I teach you with videos. What's the difference between stocks and bonds? What are mutual funds? What are ETFs? Anxiety alert, anxiety alert. (laughs) (laughs) It's overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be if you get small digestible pieces. As you know, for Worthy, I wrote a three-part series, Investing 101, where I really try to break this down. So you have, if you're a reader, you can read that. If you like to watch videos, if you learn that way, I have the online course. So listen, if you are somebody who is overwhelmed by finance, this Investing 101 series, I learned so much. I didn't even know how much I didn't know. And the way that Lori breaks it down and writes about it, it is so manageable. And I feel like I have taken control of my finances since I have become exposed to the genius of Laureate Ken, and you can too, I promise. (laughs) So the Investing 101 series, we're going to link to the first one on worthy.com slash podcast, and then you'll be able to find the second and third because it's a three-part series. So you'll be able to find all of that. But Lori, we had spoken before about the Women's Guide to Financial Planning After Divorce. And can you tell us how much it costs on your website? So it's $249, and I priced it that way so that it would be less than just a one-hour meeting with an attorney. But listeners of this podcast... Listeners of this podcast can put in Worthy as the coupon code, and they will get $50 off. I can't even express to you guys this is such a good deal on something that it is such a good investment because you're really going to be able to take control of your finance, get debt paid off, put money where it needs to go, get it into a situation where it's going to be growing and you are not going to outlive your money. So these are two great options. But wait, there's more. There's more. (laughs) Because... You know, I've, I've gotten great feedback from women who've gone through the course. And of course, there's going to be some women that just, you know, feel like they learned everything. They just sort of aced it. You know, those are the women we hated in school, the A plus students who do, always did all the homework, right? right? Wait, I was one of those students. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they all hated me. But listen. Most of us have lives. We don't have time to sit, you know, in front of the online course and sit for three hours at a time. We've got lives. So what I've done is that at any point in the course, you're stuck on something. It's overwhelming. You maybe you're bored or maybe you want, you know, you have questions. You get a half an hour one on one time with you request it. So that's part of the of the course. And that that is so valuable. I mean, if you find yourself reading the difference between stocks and bonds over and over and over again, and then you can have a conversation and really have it broken down for you specifically, that's, I mean, to me, that's priceless. 
And in fact, I've been asked by so many women, why is this just for divorced women? This is for all women. And, yeah. and it certainly it certainly is. The reason why it is so important for women contemplating divorce or going through divorce or divorced is that this is when these issues really where the rubber hits the road, right? Uh -huh. If everything's going along great, you're not worried about this. I wanted to create this for the time in people's lives where they really need this education and support. I think that is just so amazing knowing that, you know, you you are at a difficult time in your life, but there is a community out there that is looking to support you and help you and empower you. And this is one of the best ways to empower and help yourself. So you should go to worthy.com slash podcast to get all the links to all of the things that we're talking about. And we're going to help you get back on track. I promise. So Lori, I have some questions now and I want to know how many women would you say you help a year? Oh my gosh, that's a great question. <laughs> well, I have uh, right now I have 80 accounts that I'm managing people's investments. Most of them are women, but I have couples and I have men. Uh -huh. and that's These are folks all over the country. So when you're uh, a financial advisor, an investment manager, in many cases, you can help people all over the country. Right. So that's number one. Number two, as a CDFA, it's unbelievable. I am constantly juggling a couple cases a month or a week. I mean, this week I've got a lot, but I have helped well over a hundred women now. Either I've been their financial advocate as they're going through divorce, or I've been a neutral when they and their husbands have wanted a neutral financial professional to help them come to a fair deal. People are getting divorced all the time. I've even had so much, um, so many referrals and requests for my help that I now refer out to another CDFA. Wow! <laughs> I can't take when I have overflow. It's a good problem to have, <sighs> and I'm not, I'm not encouraging anyone to get divorced. We we have that same disclaimer. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right. Well, if you're even contemplating divorce, mm -hmm. just to have an hour or two with a CDFA. I'll be quite honest, Audrey, after meeting with us, you may say, you know what, I think I'm going to stay in the marriage for a few more years. It's not so bad because out on the other side, yeah. it won't be tenable for me. Right. And of course, you know, these kinds of decisions are personal for every woman and the person she is married to and the situation that they're in. But just knowing that there are experts out there who can help you make smart decisions I think provides a lot of relief to people. And I think what you do is just so amazing. So I'm wondering if you can tell us some success stories or some examples of people who you've worked with. Well, one thing I like to point out, and I, I use this anecdote often, once I had met with a woman who had been recently divorced, they'd had no children. Well, she was almost 50. Her husband was slightly older. And they had no children. And instead of receiving spousal support or alimony, she decided to get a lump sum buyout. Mm -hmm. So she would just walk away from the marriage with a lump sum. She walked away with $600,000, wow. which was sitting in, yeah, in cash and checking account. And I'm sure you would think, wow, $600,000 is a lot of money. You know, that should like that will take care of her for life. I mean, she's only not even 50 years old, almost 50. I mean, well, the deal is it might sound like a lot of money, but I estimated she would have run out of money 
in just, you know, a number of years, maybe, you know, less than two decades, even if she lived very frugally. Wow. So you have to invest your money so it grows, or you at least have to be in something that generates income. And I talk a lot about that in my online course. You don't necessarily have to buy Bitcoin or real estate. <laughs> <laughs> there are other types of investments like bonds uh -huh. that pay income, that you're getting income every month. So there's all different ways to make your money last for you and generate income for you into the future. It's so important. So can you tell me what you would say to a woman who feels like she is totally unequipped to deal with her finances and doesn't think she's capable of getting out of debt or getting investments in order? What, what would you say to someone like that? When you are feel, feel overwhelmed by debt, there are a lot of resources out there for you. First of all, just start Googling, you know, credit repair mm -hmm. and, and debt consolidation. There's a lot of sharks out there. You have to be careful. So I wouldn't necessarily sign up with one of these companies because you have to pay them, but at least get educated on what your options right. are. Or see a financial advisor. Many of us will charge on an hourly basis where you don't have to go into a long-term commitment. But, you know, definitely that's what a financial advisor is for. You may feel so overwhelmed. We're used to just breaking it down, removing the emotion right. from it, and just figuring out a plan. They're numbers. They're yeah. numbers. So can you think of a situation where a person's finances would just be a lost cause and it's not someone you can help? Or is there no situation that a listener would be in that we can't get them out of? Uh, it all comes down to a couple of things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there is always hope, but you have to make hard decisions. Yeah. If your credit card debt is growing every month, you know, you're being eaten up by the payments. You have two alternatives, earn more income or reduce your expenses. Right. That's it. And there are so many women. I mean, this is what Worthy's all about. Reinvention for women. Yes. I mean, women who have started their own businesses, women, we've given scholarships so older women can go back to school. Right. I always want women to know that you have the power to generate an income. And if you are physically disabled and you can't, that we do have a safety net in this country. Thank goodness. Hopefully we still have right. that to help you. Yep, it's true. So don't throw in the towel. Do not throw in the towel. And you know, one piece that we didn't talk about when we were talking about this quiz that we did and, and you know, we we actually, we created a whole white paper based on the results of this quiz and, and you'll be able to find that at worthy.com slash podcast as well. One of the things that we found was that over half of the respondents embraced a career change following their divorce. And that is what Worthy is about. It's about embracing your fresh start. It's about acknowledging that even if you're in a difficult moment right now, you have the opportunity to create the life for yourself that you've always wanted. You know, big changes are hard work and they take hard work and, and you know, it takes a lot of effort, but it's not something that you, you can't get out of. So I think that's uh, an uplifting thing to think about it. If you're feeling so overwhelmed, this is not something that you can't change for yourself. 
Oh, and I have plenty of situations where I've worked with women. They did not see the divorce coming. They didn't want the divorce. Mm -hmm. And they had to get out there and go back to work. They had to go out there and do something extra, get a side gig. And you know how empowering it is? They may not like it at first, but then they look back and they say, wow, yeah, I didn't even know I was capable of this. I've met such great people. I feel like I'm accomplishing things that I hadn't in years. Totally. I mean, I see this all the time. That's one of my favorite feelings. And you know, yeah. I think working hard makes you feel that way. A really good workout makes you feel that way after you've been at it for a few months because the first one is terrible, but it does get better. <laughs> and the same thing with taking control of your finances. There's magic in that empowering feeling of being in control of your situation and knowing that you can handle that. And that's why this podcast is called Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle because there's nothing that you can't handle. It might take work, but it's stuff you can handle. Lori, I'm pretty surprised we didn't talk more about the financial literacy gap between men and women because that is one of your favorite topics and one of my favorite topics too. Yep. The press is focused so much about the wage gap, how men earn more than women and the wage gap is closing and it's really closing for high tech workers. Uh And this is the same thing. This amazes to me. I remember I gave a speech to the uh, women in engineering, their annual conference. There were women mostly from this country, but all over Uh the world. And these are women who are brilliant. I mean, these are engineers, (laughs) these are scientists, these are technology women. And so many of them knew very little bit about their own finances, even though in many cases, these women were the breadwinners, the primary breadwinners in their households. Yeah. It's almost like, I don't like to change my own oil in my car. And my husband says, Laurie, it's pretty easy. I'll show you. He's shown me twice. I keep forgetting. (laughs) I don't want to do it. All right. That's how we feel about money half the time. But it can't, I mean, I learned how to, I learned how to change my tire on my bicycle when I was bright. I don't want to do it. Well, you can get out of that mindset because, you know, you can basically have somebody change your oil and somebody change your tire on your bicycle. But when it comes to money, we are talking about your lifeblood. We are talking about millions of dollars over your lifetime. You can hire a professional to help you, but you need to at least have a basic understanding. And women are just as capable as men, and there should really be no financial literacy gap between the genders, and I'm committed to changing that. And we've got the resources to help you embrace your financial literacy and understand a little bit more about the steps that you need to take. So don't feel discouraged if this is overwhelming. This is an important thing to be in charge of, and it's yours to take charge of. So you have to follow these links, guys. You have to do this. It's going to feel amazing. It's going to give you total control of your life, and you know it's, it's yours to take. So Lori, I want to know, for your work, I mean, you're, you're helping women change their own lives. That has to, you must feel amazing about that. It's really wonderful. People always assume that I'm a financial advisor. I'm only in this for the money. And that's absolutely untrue. A financial advisor can make as little or as a lot as they want, depending on how they work, you know, what they do, all that kind Uh of stuff. I'm in this because I saw my mother almost run out of money. And I never want any woman to run out of money. 
Well, I, I mean, you do such a good job of building women up and, and giving them the confidence to, to take control of their finances. You know, I've already thanked you for, <laughs> for having that influence on me. And I'm so excited for people to find these materials that we're going to share with them and to have that same really amazing feeling and to take full charge of their lives. So Lori, we're running out of time and I have one final question for you. And I know that you're looking forward to the final question after hearing my ice cream question with Aaron Levine. (laughs) (laughs) So you have invested so smart throughout your life and you are enjoying those benefits and you work hard and you know what's going on. So I want to know what your last splurge was. (laughs) My last splurge, this is very funny. (laughs) My last splurge was going online when there was a huge sale because I I can still splurge while it's on sale. (laughs) And I, I had several girlfriends and colleagues tell me how horrible my beaten up purse looked like. And I simply could not walk (laughs) around with this purse that looked like I got it out of the dumpster. (laughs) And, and I went online and it was 40% off. I got a Barney's New York handbag. Beautiful. And are you enjoying it? I love it. It's a perfect size for me. It's my little, it's the style I like. It's just adorable. And I'm really happy with it. But my parting words are, you can splurge as long as you do it within a budget. (laughs) Well, thank you so, so much for this really excellent episode. I'm so excited to hear from our audience to know how they're implementing the tips that they've gotten from you. And we will put links to your page and links to the articles we talked about and the course. Thank you so much, Lori. And we hope you enjoy your beautiful new bag. And we are so grateful for everything that you you do with Worthy and all of the, the work that you do to help women after divorce. Thank you so much. So happy to be part of the Worthy community. Thanks again to Lori Itkin for joining us and to all of you for listening. Next week, we'll be chatting with Nicole Amatoro about how it's okay to want a divorce. Nicole is a personal growth and love coach and her enthusiasm for self-love is contagious. This episode is really about being able to love yourself, to forgive yourself for wanting your best life possible and celebrating how liberating self-love can be. We think you're really going to love this episode. Make sure you subscribe so you can catch every new episode of Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle in your feed weekly. If you like what you hear, rate and review us to help other women like you find us. Thanks for listening to Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle, a branded podcast from Worthy dedicated to celebrating women like you as you embrace a new beginning after divorce, separation, or whatever. Worthy is an online auction platform designed to help you sell valuable items like an engagement ring or a wedding set. When you decide to send your ring in, we pay for the shipping and insurance to ensure that it arrives safely to our New York office. Once we receive the ring, we have it professionally graded and photographed, which helps it sell competitively in our buyer network. One of the best parts of working with Worthy is that you get to set the minimum on your item. After the grading, our gemologists will give you a recommended selling minimum, but at the end of the day, you get to decide how much you want to sell the ring for. 
If the highest bid comes in below that threshold and you decide not to accept it, we'll send you your ring back and we'll even cover the costs of the insured shipping again. Let us help you get the best deal possible for the jewelry you've outgrown. Are you ready to embrace your fresh start? Us too. Go to worthy.com slash podcast to learn more.